Hi everyone, welcome back to um, Morning with Sahih Shantari. We have Mirna Faye Aksaul here with us today. She is a licensed professional teacher. She has two years of experience as an HR professional as well as 15 years in academics. She is currently managing a startup digital marketing agency and she has her own podcast as well. She used to be a wedding singer before but now she does it occasionally. She's now more focused on teaching. Um, she's a single mom, has an 18-year daughter, um, never married, and uh, she also has a YouTube channel. Um, one thing I would like to add about Mirna is uh, she grew up in the suburb, um, belonging from a very simple and humble family. So, hi, Mirna. How are you? Yeah, hello, Sean. It's so lovely that you have me here in your podcast. And yeah, thank you for that great introduction. I don't know if I'm still to talk about me, like you've done your own thing and introducing me. Like, <laughs> that's so overwhelming. But yeah, thank you. So, yeah. It's all, all good. Um, I think, thank you for giving us the time and having... Um, the time from your busy schedule and I, I know you're in philippines right yeah right no problem you know um when you told me about this podcast that you have it really made me interested to you know share my own experience also so that i could try to inspire people especially women like me because like i told you i've grew up in the suburbs in the province in the countryside i grew up mm-hmm. with very little uh you know if you know what suburb life is yeah and mm-hmm. you know my mom was a single mom as well she she had us three <laughs> my dad uh was a soldier and she he died when he was only 30s yeah you know how it is to grow up without a dad and we were all, you know, um, studying so, in a prestigious schools <laughs> with yeah. just my mom, a very meager salary. You can imagine how uh, you, when you're in the suburbs, a very little opportunity, and then your dad just passed. I was almost just two year old when he died. I don't even remember anything from him except the moment when I was in the seminary. And then my mom was crying and she fainted. That was the earliest memory I had of my dad. He was already there in the cemetery, you know. Um, and So n- n- none of yeah. your siblings w- went to army? Um, No. My mom made it sure that no one would. But then my second sibling, he... He was so he was actually into the priesthood already. He was not yet priest. He was about to be ordained. But then he changed his mind when he met his now wife, who's <laughs> also a teacher. And then after being an instructor himself in a university, he decided to not really be a soldier but a policeman. And yeah, that's it. He's still a uniformed man, but not a soldier yeah. like my dad. Um, that's so, it. No, but that, that's still a great responsibility. Yeah. It is. Yeah. He's a son- senior police inspector already. 
And Mirna, uh, so you were telling me you are an HR professional, and mm-hmm. you um, you also uh, you are also a teacher, and then right. you also have your own podcast, and you were also mm-hmm. a singer. <laughs> So, right? How... Can you imagine that? From a very and, and, simple me, <laughs> and, and, and I won't imagine that, it. On top of that, um, you also take care of the kid. Yeah, on my own, I raised her along with my mom when she was still alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, then so yeah. So how how did you? So there are two questions over here. First question is, uh, how did you? get so much courage and so much um uh what do i say like guts how did, yeah <laughs> guts. Had... Or how, how did you develop yourself to be um so good in so many different fields <laughs> and i don't <laughs> yeah actually you know my mom was a very strict mom i guess maybe because he was married to a military man and when we were growing up we were trained to really you know focus on the things that are very important which is one our education and then two that we should equip ourselves with what we really are passionate about mm-hmm. so if we have a talent he she made it a point that we develop that because she thought that these are the only two things that cannot be taken away from us education and our dream our passion in life so i grew up to have that in mind at the back of my mind i always made it a point that i want this i want this to happen although it was very hard because you know when we were kids so we were oh, we were just using things like uniform shoes that were hand me downs from our cousins who were a lot richer than us Because you can imagine six siblings. She was raising us all by herself. And then our notebooks. You know, those were our notebooks that we use as we grow up. Having the education we needed was just, you know, scraps. Like, you know, the the bond papers that were used already. We had to bind that and then make it our notebooks. Yeah, we, we used that until college. We didn't have new notebooks on our own. And then even the bags, the shoes, they were hand-me-downs. It w- we were very lucky if we had a new one that would be like a miracle. <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and then, I, you know, I can't imagine when I was young, I, I even experienced using salt for toothpaste. That's how hard it was during our time when we were kids. And then at the age of seven, you know, I was already, uh, shall I call, an entrepreneur myself. That was when I was grade one because my mom trained me to, you know, manage a small, uh, you know, small business. Should I call it that? Because she'd, uh, you know, teach me to manage the small capital that she'd give me. At the age of seven, I'd go to the to the market, buy ingredients, then I'd prepare the things that I need to do so that I could sell it as my own product in front of our house or even around our community. I peddle those delicacies that I'd be preparing together with my mom. I don't know if you're familiar with 
sting buns um, or not, not spring really. roll. Um, That's a yeah, Chinese but, but, food. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with spring rolls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, those are some of the few. So banana queue, barbecue, <laughs> and all that. And the local mm -hmm. food. I don't know if you're familiar here in the Philippines. We have the halo halo. Not sure if you know about that. So all of those. At a very early age, me and my sisters go around the community, paddle that. And you wouldn't imagine such a simple life that we have. But we're very proud to say that all of us are professionals. You know, my, mm -hmm. my eldest sister is a principal, school principal. And yeah, I've mentioned about the policeman, senior police inspect inspector. Then uh, my third sibling, he's an educational supervisor. The fourth, he's in Dubai. He's an electrical engineer, licensed engineer. Then I'm the fifth. Then the youngest is also a licensed professional. She's also a teacher, major in ed early education, um, educational, I mean, special education. Uh, that's it. So, so from simple beginnings, we, we all finish something. We're all on our own. But yeah, we were able to manage from a simple life that we had. Now we're having our own things that I think it's very lucky for us that we were trained to be strong and independent. We had the resilience, the grit that that are taught that was taught to us by our mom. And that's it. I can't imagine that from that life we had. I cannot say that I'm already fully, you know, a very successful woman. But I'd say that with that simple beginnings that we started off as, since we were young and what we have now is, I think, a big difference. And I think it could be a good example to all women out there who think that there is no future. Cause so are you, are I you guess guys still, still living in that area where uh, you were still No, living? not oh, anymore. Okay. We're in the city. Um, it's only the educational supervisor that's there because she has the house already there and her kids. She's also a single mom already. She's a widow. Mm. But yeah, she's the only one left there. All of us are on our own cities. Yeah. And, and, and the, growing up, you guys uh, um, have yeah. access to internet, Wi-Fi or not? Um, yes. Pardon? Hello, cannot, yeah, I cannot hear you. So I, I'm saying when you were growing up, um, did you guys have access to internet? What is it? The, the internet? Oh, no. There was no internet back then. That was like in the 80s. And, and you all, all, you and your siblings managed to become successful um, and not yeah, I can you imagine that one? <laughs> we only we only had libraries because there was no internet back then. But when I was in the elementary, computers were already started to to be introduced to us. But no cell phone yet because my mom cannot afford. So the first time I had my phone was when I was already in college. That was. 
2000 something yeah mm-hmm. but all the while while we all studied we only had to go to the library because we didn't have the access to the internet we didn't have the gadgets we didn't even experience handling our own beepers there was very little budget for us to stretch for a week because we studied away from our mom all of us were in a university a prestigious university somewhere here so you know we were all working students all of us were all working students in different areas of the university like i was in the library my other sister was in an alumni office. My other sis- youngest one, she was she worked in the medical office of the university. My other brother, who's already an engineer, he worked in the law library. No, law office, I mean, of the College of Law. And then my, the one who was taking priesthood, he was actually an academic scholar of a Belgian priest. So all of us were all scholars, and I'm proud of that because it gave us the, you know, it pushed us to our limits that we should really do our best in our school, in our education, because being a scholar entails that, or else you will lose your scholarship, right? We need, mm. we need to maintain high grades, in order to keep our scholarship and so our mom wasn't, yes. wasn't it um hard for you or your siblings um to also work um and get good grades as well to maintain the scholarship it was very hard of course because you know you're already tired from from the work that you had as a working student and then you still have to study at night until wee hours of dawn right with all the schoolwork that you need to finish and submit by the next day, it was really hard. Plus, you only have a, a limited budget to stretch for the week. And that's even harder. Is I was an active uh, student in college because I was a part of the dance troupe, the pep squad. I was a badminton um, player, a a, um, varsity player of our college. Plus, I was also a member and a leader in our parish in the university. So I was a choir member as well. So all of that I did. So I guess it developed me to what I was. I mean, what I am right now. So I, 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 I wouldn't be as as a resilient as passionate and with all the guts that i have right now if all those back in my years i didn't have that that kind of training from from the moment i was young with my mom's uh, teachings until i grew up and become a college student and have all those experiences that has helped me and developed me to the kind of person that i am now and, and and you feel um, that at the end all the dots connect and uh, whatever experiences there are in life uh, they are to make us better in the long run. Right, yeah, right. Because you know, a person who 
would want something to happen in his life, in her life, should always be adaptable to what happens. Because I didn't have a very perfect life. I cannot say that. We all had have our own struggles. I had my own, you know, from from the, from from elementary years, high school. Mm. I had experienced bullying as well. Because, you know, I have a very simple, yeah. you know, life. I didn't have what, what my other classmates have. But I guess I was able to combat those bullies because I was better than them academically. I was always on stage competing with whatever competition I'd be joining, like um, oratorical contests, singing contests. And all that, it made me a very strong person. All those yeah. failures that and, I've and experienced become, in life. It all becomes yeah. part of your personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Like, you, you don't know And being a single mom now, also. Right? Yeah. Like, those, those bullies who used to bully people, you don't know where they are now, but you are a successful person now. Yeah, and I'm proud of what... I've become, and uh, if I'm looking back, and when they talk to me, like they'd be very humble enough to, to you know, remember those times, and they'd say, "You've really conquered all that has happened to your life," and they'd be saying, "We we look up to you because you never, even after all that you experience, you're still there, headstrong, withhold." With head rolled up high, you know that. So they'd be look up to me as if, um, you know, they've forgotten what has happened before. But you know, past this, past, I never get them to me. I've, I've, I'm more than that, I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've forgotten all that. Yes, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, do, do you yeah. still visit um, back? to that university where you studied or, or the college or your um, hometown? No, it's not in my hometown. It's an, in another university, the university that I had my college, you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you ever yeah, go it... back and like m meet the professors or other people? Oh, I'm still friends with them. I'm... I have them in my, my Facebook list of friends and I really try to contact them also. They they also try to contact me once in a while, even those friends of mine. And they they're very proud of what I've become. Even my elementary and high school teachers, they'd often comment on my posts and they'd always say they're very proud of what I've become. And they'd say, like, you're really one of the best students I had. And it makes me proud of myself, despite of the failures that I've had back in my past. It still makes me proud that this teacher, this professors would tell me that I was one of their best students. So um, when did you start uh, singing and why did you leave it? Uh, since I was young. I love singing. I just didn't have the opportunity to really make it big because my mom is not doesn't agree with it. <laughs> so
there were so there were many classes or was it all natural did you take any classes or was it just just no 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 classes it since i was young my mom saw it and then even if we're not that rich you know she wanted me to develop my 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 talent so she bought me a karaoke it was the trend back then the karaoke thing mm. so i'd sing my heart out like every yeah. weekend even after school <laughs> yeah and that's how i guess i developed my singing abilities and then back in college i majored in it so that i um, was able to develop more so myself it... yep yep yeah and and then then you started um doing shows and earning money out of it mhm mm for a short time because my health didn't allow me because of the hotel work would be like 11 pm up to wee hours mm -hmm. and my work and the and the yes in the university that would be 8 to 5 pm right so i almost didn't have time to rest it wasn't it was too much for me so i just had to focus on teaching cuz i have to support my daughter as well being a solo mom really needed me to you know focus on things and then um i just had my recently actually i just put up my own channel out there on youtube and just saying every now and then ever since i actually had my leave from the university because i had to take leave leave from mm. there um this semester because i had my operation just last may i had the spinal surgery operation and so the, yeah, was it because of an injury or um what yeah 2012 2012 i had um two fall accidents um and then i didn't you know i didn't go to the doctor to have my child um health check then i guess maybe working two jobs juggling two jobs at a time ever since made it more what i experience like I, i you know i i've had to work a um, morning and night shift job hmm. for so many years it worsened my case because of too much sitting because my night shift was um online freelancer at night so did this was when um you were working as an hr professional both even even when i'm a teacher i i had mm. i still had to make it a point that i still have a night shift job but it was only in the comforts of my home so i could still take care of my daughter and i could still be with her at night so you know i guess it was too much for my spine that i was almost sitting almost 24 hours a day then unfortunately i was diagnosed with herniated disc 2014 so i did therapies and took medicines but it still worsened it didn't improve it was 2018 when i had the mri mri and then i found out that it was already 
go going too far then last year was the worst almost one year i couldn't move like really couldn't move from waist you're, down you're to my feet yeah so when i get up it's so painful when i sit it's so painful i i i almost didn't want to eat because when i sit on the dining table it was too much for me it triggers the pain points in my in my buttocks because the sciatic nerve was being compromised in the herniated disc at the level four and five in my lumbar spine and that's it almost a year i couldn't move it was just my daughter taking care of me so i was so, allowed to do work in the university at home so that i didn't have to go to work in the university i was allowed by the administration to work even when i was at home because of my condition but it was too much you know one year of not being able to move and then i was in pain i was already taking uh, no high doses of painkillers like even painkillers for cancer patients but it didn't do anything to my condition it, i wasn't able to sleep well like i was crying almost the whole day and all night my daughter my daughter was so worried she even couldn't sleep that well because i was crying i was literally crying that was when april i said oh, i can't do this anymore i want to improve my situation so i decided to be operated and be admitted at the um, government hospital so i did it i took the risk i i knew it was very risky but doing nothing and then seeing my daughter suffer because of my condition i said i i can't do this doing nothing so i had to take the rest and i guess i did the right thing i made a good decision because i'm i'm better now i'm still recuperating but comparing to how, how i was before operation i can now sleep without painkillers you know it's a good improvement so, so it's still better now it's better now mm -hmm. you, you can move and stuff i can move um not just uh, to sit too much for a long time yet so i need to be able to listen to my body that if when it starts to give me uh, pain i should uh, rest and then even when i walk i know it already i'm i'm more um you know in tune with my body now so when when it's not feeling all right i stop walking i stop standing so that's it but i still exercise uh, you know walking i can move now i get up on my own that's it before i can do all that and yeah I'm still passionate about life, even after all those. <laughs> so, so are you, are you still working, or or do you still plan to do something? Maybe, and I feel the story of your life is so interesting that I honestly think you should write a book, and it would be a huge 
big seller? I want to write a book. <laughs> That's my dream ever since I was young. I'm a bookworm, you know. I love reading books. I was like an ab book addict because I was always in the library during my free time. Then, aside from that, every every afternoon I would bring home like three to five books to read. Even my mom would uh, do the lights off thing at seven p.m. I'd be, you know, keeping the flashlight under my 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 blanket then I'd be reading the books that I brought home with me <laughs> but then yeah that's that's one of my wildest dreams to become an author and maybe you know be able to do a best-selling book sometime or someday <laughs> right I, I never stopped dreaming and I never stopped you know doing things that maybe um point me towards that dream. I never dreamed to be a podcaster, but having this condition that I have right now has brought me to that. It made me realize things. I want to inspire people, especially solo parents like me, um, people of the condition, you know, persons with disabilities, you know, under-deprived. I mean, those that are in the disadvantaged groups of the community, of our society, I want to empower them. Like, it's not the end of the world if you're a solo parent. It's not the end of the world that you're incapable of things, that you're a poor person, that you have limitations. I focus more on things that I'm able to do, that I can still do. And that's what makes me still passionate about life i'm still in love with life in spite of what i have right now my condition in spite of being a single mom that's it it i i don't think after all those failures that i have i would stop dreaming and i think failure means when you stop dreaming when you stop living because mm. of what has happened to you in the past. I, I wouldn't say that I'm a failure, even if I'm already with a condition. I have limited capacities, capabilities, but I wouldn't say that I'm a failure because I don't stop dreaming. I have still a lot of dreams that I want to achieve and I want to focus on what I can do that keeps me that gives me the drive to still do things, you know. It inspires me to do things. And I want to inspire other people out there that they should do the same thing. Despite of, you know, whatever condition or circumstances that they have in their life right now or in the past, it shouldn't stop them to, you know, keep on moving keep on dreaming and doing that things that they can still do because once they stop then that's the moment they become a failure that's it that's um honestly so nice and so hard to think and i feel it will inspire so many people out there especially women who may be facing difficulties in life um, your story it will Give them a hope that not give up, never give up because there is hope out there. And if you 
uh, work hard enough, um, you will succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So before uh, we go off air, um, do you want to tell about your podcast? Where can we listen to it? And oh, where yeah. can we download it? Yeah. Right, right. Uh -huh. So um, I have a podcast. I just launched it uh, recently and have my trailer, trailer episode already out there in Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast directories. So my podcast name is Grit, Glory, and Gratitude by Mirna Feagsa So you can follow me out there in Spotify, even in Amazon Music, Pocket Cast. Desert, Stitcher, Player FM, Risen FM, SoundCloud also, and many more soon when it gets approved. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So I hope you follow me there and then wait for my upcoming episodes with, you know, solo parents, with persons with disabilities. So all our stories hopefully would inspire you to move on. You know, never stop dreaming and uh, go on with life. So I'd, I'd say that never stop dreaming and, you know, focus on things you can do, not on what you cannot do with whatever you have, with whatever circumstances that you have in life. There is a future out there. I hope I could give a flicker of hope in every woman, in every people out there who are undergoing their seasons especially their dark seasons that's it it's um so nice thank thank you <laughs> Mirna, yeah. for sharing us for sharing with us your story it really means a lot and um, yeah looking forward to seeing you being more successful in the future Thank you, Sean, for having me again. Please don't forget to search me out there on air. Great glory and gratitude. And you can also be a member of my Facebook community. It's the same title. Great glory and gratitude Facebook group. Okay. And follow me also in my social media accounts. Um, at Miss Mirnafe on Facebook page, on TikTok, even on Twitter. I'm also in IG at Miss Mirnafe dash three G, and YouTube. Can, can you can you spell your IG? Um, at Miss M I S S Mirnafe. Yeah, M I S S. Mirnafe, my name. Okay. Dash, you know the sign dash, the symbol yeah. dash, and then three G. And. Yeah, okay. and then, and my YouTube channel is at Miss Mir Mirnafe Three G Podcaster, and at at Jamming with Fe. I have two channels up there. The one is my singing account. The other one is my podcast account. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Sounds. thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. So yeah. I'm so thankful that you've had me here in our podcast. I hope that I'll be able to give value and inspiration to your listeners out there and hoping that some some of them or 
your listeners will also listen and follow me in my accounts and in my Spotify and other podcast directories out there. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.